0: Ayers on the Road. Value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ayers on the Road. We're so happy to have you this morning on a beautiful morning.
1: Late Autumn. Boy do we love late autumn. I'm not sure why. Well, I am sure why. It's so beautiful. That's my birthday. Right. Oh, it's
0: his birthday and next week.
1: All those good things. <clears throat> we have a crazy tradition on my birthday that's gone on ever since our oldest kids were little kids, and that's a long time. That's
0: a long time, yeah.
1: And they always had to they always got to choose the traditions of each person in the family for their birthday. Like we have one son that goes bowling every <laughs> Every year, we're all really birthday. excited about that. Me
0: especially. My mother, though, was a fabulous bowler. She was bowling till she was eighty-five, and she did fall one day. Darn she it. played
1: volleyball till she was eighty-five too. I
0: know she did. She was an athlete. It was amazing. She. Uh, in fact, one time she hit the ball so hard that her wig fell off, <laughs> and she didn't even miss a beat. She picked it up, put it on the post, and went on to make the point.
1: where she put the wig just hung the wig yeah, on the on the on, post, the, yeah. on the net post yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's where you got your athletic ability from. Right, right.
0: right. I'm <laughs> so happy about that. My sister is athletic, but I didn't get those genes.
1: But my my birthday, late October, the kids decided jumping in leaves was the thing to do. And so, actually, just yesterday, Linda was looking at where this is a late autumn in some of the parks where we usually go and the trees aren't, aren't fully you know, dropping their leaves. Well, downtown in Salt
0: Lake City, the trees are still green. Liberty Park doesn't have a leaf on the ground, and usually that's where we go. But here at Park City, we are are in leaf heaven here.
1: A lot of you have heard us tell the story of how my birthday tradition really made us understand how powerful rituals and traditions are in families because when our oldest kids left home, they they started sending me leafs saying, I honored your tradition here in Bulgaria or here in my in my behind my dorm at college and so on. And we started understanding that the little traditions we have in families are really, really well the glue. Well, they the glue. That's how you say it. Together, the glue yeah. that holds your family. So don't ever don't ever trivialize or underestimate the power of little traditions that you do on holidays or on Sundays or bedtime traditions. These are really important things, but that's not what we're talking about today. Well, it
0: is what we're talking about. In a way is. We're talking about spontaneity and the importance of having fun and making life interesting through really watching for things. And I think birthday traditions fit right in with that.
1: I guess that's true. We've had an interesting week. A couple of things have led us to want to talk a little about spontaneity and And another word that starts with an S that's even more important that we'll get to in a minute. But one thing is that we we gave a speech out at the airport, the the Salt Lake City airport. And one of the things that we really got into with that audience was this balance between structure and spontaneity. They're very, it's pretty demanding some of the things they do at the airport and their their days are pretty full. And, And the question is... Do you still find time? The real question is, as we get older, do we sort of lose our spontaneity a little? Do we become so routine-driven and so duty-driven and so structured in our lives that we forget the things that was maybe one of our greatest gifts when we were children and when we were younger, even in college, spontaneity just doing things on the spur of the moment seeing seizing the day carpe diem all that sort of thing
0: yeah it's so important i i, I was just thinking this morning i think i'm in a rut because i just keep getting up and doing I do something different every day but it's just a routine a routine and i'm i need to spend more time looking for what we're going to be talking about today uh, which involves spontaneity and doing things that are uh, or not even doing things, but finding things in what you're doing that are that are fascinating.
1: Yeah, the other thing that happened this week is I had a I had a meeting uh, middle part of the week that was really an important meeting, something I'd been working on for a long time, and I was a little I wasn't stressed about it, but I was really, really preparing. I was preparing um, and and preparation's always a good thing, but I but I do think you can over prepare. You know, you can sometimes over prepare in the sense that you think, well, I'm going to have it do this and this and this. And you think you're going to control everything and it's going to go just the way you want it to. And usually that doesn't happen. Usually, and using this meeting as an example, um, there were some spontaneous things that came up. That did, the conversation went in a little different direction than I had thought, and it turned out way better than if it had gone just according to my little outline or what I wanted it to do. And the problem we have is a lot of us, when things don't go the way we thought they would or the way we planned them, or the, the, the agenda gets a little, a little um, uh, you know, we deviate from it. We worry about that and we're like, oh, no, this is, this is not going. I don't have control. I, I've lost. Uh, we're not on course the way I imagined it to happen. And that can be such a big problem because so often the opportunities lie in the things you didn't expect. And that could be true of a business meeting. It's always, almost always true with children. When you're you're a parent that has little children in the home, forget about controlling the agenda. (laughs) Things are going to happen that you don't expect. Kids are going to need things you don't expect. Something as simple as teaching moments, you know, you don't... You don't sit down and say, "Today I'm going to teach my children the following things. Well, maybe you do sometimes, but the opportunity is not there. But the really good parents recognize a teaching moment, something happens, or there's a decision to be made, or there's um a situation, and you you say, now what can i what can I use this moment for in terms of teaching a child? You know right And, and kids are naturally spontaneous. And sometimes, have you ever caught yourself saying, when are you going to grow up? Or, "Don't you know, do what you're supposed to do. Or follow the plan. Or it's almost like we're trying to take away their spontaneity.
0: Right. Um, clean up your room.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's a good one. <laughs>
0: that's a good one. Um, it really is so interesting that life is full of treasures. And sometimes we miss them if we're not looking for them. I mean, even... Yesterday when I came up here to Park City, um, I just I forgot how gorgeous autumn is up here. We hadn't up been here. up here for a I few days. Hadn't been days. up here for a few days, and <clears> I just <throat> thought, oh, why do we ever leave here? Because it's so heavenly. And then you get busy with what's going on in your world. But I think that part of it is just grasping what you're seeing at the moment. Yeah. And and really appreciating it. I um, remembered a thing because we were talking with these people at the airport about spontaneity and and unexpected things just happen in your life. Um, and do you resent them or do you relish them? Right. Um, one day I was I got off a plane and I realized that I'd left my phone in the pocket and the, I was in the very back seat. <clears throat> and usually, uh, maybe I just—that's a sinking feeling. I'm not sure. I stepped. Uh, I mean it was just at the very end before I stepped off when I realized it was there. So I ran back as fast as I could because by then everybody else had gone off and I ran back and the, the stewardesses were still there. Flight attendants. Uh, flight attendants. In fact it was a, a male flight attendant actually and we talked for just a minute and I picked up my phone and somehow we got on the, uh, the subject of our, my name. and. We realized in one minute that we were cousins. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it was just so delightful. It was amazing that we had that connection. Um, not first cousins, but second cousins. So and how in the world we got to that, I don't know. But it just made the rest of my day so happy because I. I realize that life is just full of little things like that that we so often miss if we just aren't looking for them.
1: Well, if you were to make a list, in fact, this is a neat exercise. We sometimes try to have audiences do this when we're speaking, where you list on one side of a page the good things that happen that are usually planned. You know, like uh, I I get up, I, I do my exercise, I go to work, or I read the scriptures, or I have in my meditation. Those are all part of my plan. I've I've written them down in advance and they're on my list. They're in the future tense. These are the things I'm going to do. And those are valuable things. They're important things and we need structure in our lives. We need, you know, to be dutiful and we need to be goal oriented and we need to be purpose driven. But then we try to ask people to write down a list of the things they they don't plan the good things that happen that can never be planned. And sometimes it takes people a while to think about that. They don't know quite what we're talking about, but then when they get their mind going on it, well, I saw a beautiful sunset yesterday. I didn't plan that. Well, I got a call from an old friend that I hadn't heard from a long time. I didn't plan that. Um, Well, it rained and the the air spe- smelled especially beautiful and fresh, and I enjoyed it. I didn't plan that. I was with a was with a grandson, and and um, he jumped, stepped in a puddle with his shoes, and and he had a lot of fun, even though I was worried about his shoes. And you can just you start thinking and you start realizing that most of the good things, most of the The beautiful things and the surprising things and the spontaneous things, obviously, they're not things that you can plan. And it is amazing how many people who are busy and duty-driven sort of miss a lot of those things because they don't have time for them. It's almost like in their subconscious mind, they're like, don't bother me with that. Don't bother me with that. I have this to do. I have that to do. I've got to get done. I've got to check everything off my list. And they're missing the really great things in life that are going on.
0: And, or just misidentifying, this is a moment, you know, this is a moment. In fact, I was in, last year, the end of last year, I was in a shop down at City Creek in Salt Lake City, and um, a cute girl came, well, she's not a girl, She's um, a young grandmother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a girl. You're a girl. She's Come a girl. on, girl. I like yeah. the word girl. But,
0: but it, uh, she knew who I was, and we started chatting and so on. And she helped me find some clothes, and we had kind of a fun connection. And then just before she left, she told me that her father was a missionary companion of Richard Iyer in oh the my mission in New York City.
1: Way um, back.
0: All those years ago, that's why she knew who I was. In the
1: dinosaur age.
0: Right, but it was during the <laughs> World's <laughs> Fair, <clears throat> and they served in the pavilion together and were just a dynamite couple, and then he passed away at very early age, I think 49 or something. But you just made a new friend, basically. But I made a new friend, not only that, she said, let's have lunch together sometime because I have an idea. And I said, okay, let's do that, and we did. And her idea was to have a little seminar for Fledgling grandmothers who are just starting to be grandmothers
1: (laughs) beginning Um, grandmothers
0: right and i had done this book a couple years ago called grandmothering and she knew about that and and i thought that you know that is a fun idea because i talked to that book about my friends my age and they're already set with their grandmothering pretty much but for the beginning grandmothers not only just grandchildren but in-laws and talking about how to deal with uh, you know those kinds of issues. So we're doing an event
1: pretty so, soon. and what you're pointing out, I think, Linda, is a lot of times the spontaneity comes in the form of a person. You you meet a new if if we if our if our antennas are up and we're we're aware of who who we're around and who we're meeting and sometimes just a just being friendly or or a little greeting or an interest a question in someone leads to might not be a big deal friendship, but it's a new person with a new perspective and you you begin to learn from it and so on. So I guess what we're saying is, you know, planning might not be all it's cracked up to be. It is valuable, (laughs) but there there should be some anti-planning. That's what we're going to talk about in the second half of the show.
0: Yeah, anti-planning is really important. So hang on and we'll be right back right after this message. Welcome back to Ayer's on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer.
1: And we're back on Ayer's on the Road. We're talking today, you think we're talking about spontaneity, but we're gonna give it a different name in the second half of the show. A really interesting name. Um, In fact, let's do it right now, Linda. Go for it. So a quick little story back when i was a boy and you were a girl (laughs) i um i had a professor at the harvard business school his name was dr sterling livingstone and he was not a spontaneous man (laughs) in fact his mantra was never be surprised if you are ever surprised it is because you failed to do sufficient contingency planning always be in control. I can still hear him saying that. And I, as a young impressionable graduate student, was very impressed. I thought that's the way I want to live. I want to be in charge. I want to be in control. I want to control what goes on around me. I I don't want to ever be surprised. I want to be in charge. Long story short, during the summer, uh, I went and worked in Hawaii. I was a young single guy, and I worked for Pan American Airlines. I could travel around the islands. And I met on one of my little trips over to the big island of Hawaii. I was hitchhiking, and I met this couple. They picked me up, actually, and drove me for almost a whole day across the island from Hilo to Kona, for those of you that know your Hawaiian geography. And I just... I, I what I kept noticing is that they were just showing me things. They, they, they seemed to have no time to schedule. They seemed to not be going anywhere. They were just there to show me stuff, even though they'd picked me up as a hitchhiker. And I was, like, really grateful to them. And I, I, the, his name was Rusty. Her name was Honey. They were bona fide Hawaiians with pigeon English. And I said, Rusty, this is great. You took me all, what a lucky thing that you picked me up and you were going right where I was to Kona and you stopped and showed me all these beautiful things on the way, these rainforests and these, these black sand beaches and everything. Wow. And Rusty, this was a real moment for me. Rusty said, no, 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 we were not going to, uh, to, to Kona. We were, we were going to a grocery store. And I realized that they had, and, and I'm looking at him like, are you crazy? You just drove me for eight hours all the way across the island. Can I buy you some gas? And he did accept the gas, by the way. <laughs> but um, he looked at me and he said, I can go to something like this. I can go grocery store tomorrow. Cannot take you Kona tomorrow. Like life for him and Rusty was spontaneity. Like what will the day bring? And I was a little critical of that in in a way because I'm, you know, I'm thinking about my professor at Harvard who says, never be surprised, always be in control. But I I tell you, I, you know, in my own naive way, I'm saying I'm seeing the joy of this Hawaiian couple in just making a new friend, showing me things um, you know, putting it off—it's almost like you know—they're—they're they're not. I'm sure Sterling Livingstone would have said, "Never put off till tomorrow that which you can do today." But it was like Rusty and Honey were like, "Always put off till tomorrow something you can do tomorrow." If there's something that comes along that you can only do today, <laughs> right? <clears throat> and I—I I learned a lesson from that. <clears throat> So, what do you think of that story? Well,
0: I I have heard that story many times, but I do think it is really a great lesson in serendipity. Because oh, you just
1: exposed the word.
0: I did. <laughs> um, we love that word. In fact, we named our daughter Sarah. Now, Actually, Richard wanted to name her <laughs> Serendipity. I went, ah, no, 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 no. They're going to call her Dippity. We can't. That. But we did name our daughter Saren because of this word. Our oldest child. We actually, I mean, we Richard is so in love with this word when we were even young, young parents that we went to England. We moved to England for a while and we. To he, write a book. He, <clears throat> he got permission to go to the library um, in the British,
1: the British Museum. Museum
0: and to go upstairs in the uh, beautiful room upstairs with these ancient books and somebody watching him turn the pages they wouldn't let these. me
1: turn the pages they had to turn oh, the pages that's right. a with guy gloves. with white gloves yeah. on sat across the table for me and turned the pages of this ancient, ancient book manuscript that was called The Three Princes of Surrendit and i i knew that's the book i wanted because i had become enamored with this with this word serendipity i knew what it meant by the way we really don't use the word properly in our it's kind of a sort of a vogue word there's a movie about serendipity there are a lot of shops called serendipity and a lot of times we think of it as sort of dumb luck. It's like, oh, a good thing happened. Oh, that was that was lucky. That was serendipity. That was sort of fate, you know? It just happened. But that's not what it, well, it means at all. It sort of
0: means that. I mean, that's part of it.
1: Well, I, the
0: deeper I, meaning is there.
1: What had happened is, is really right after the story I told, right after this sort of me trying to decide as a young guy whether I wanted to be like Sterling Livingstone, structured, in charge, in control, never be surprised, or whether I wanted to be spontaneous like rusty and honey i chanced across this word in fact i actually chanced across it because there was a a singing group called the serendipity singers (laughs) i haven't thought of that forever they i don't i don't think they were very good singers but it was an intriguing name and i remember going to the library and looking up the word i wondered what does that word mean And it was a big unabridged dictionary so it not only gave the definition it gave the definition that the the man who coined the word a guy named horace walpole a british author had had coined the word or had originated the word and he had done it because he'd he'd read this fable the three princes of surrender and and it's just a wonderful story about three princes that go out to seek their fortune and this is the key. They don't find a fortune, none of them do, but they all find something better than a fortune because they're aware and they notice things and they make friends and they, they appreciate surprise and so on. And so Walpole said, well, we, we need a word for that in the English language. I'll name it after Surindip. By the way, Surindip is what we today call Sri Lanka. But he said, I'll, I'll name the word after that island where this fable came from. So he coined the word serendipity, and here's how he defined it, a state of mind whereby a person through awareness and sensitivity frequently finds something better than the thing which he is seeking. And that really hit me because I'm like, wait a second. So maybe I can be like Sterling Livingstone, my professor, and like Rusty and Honey because what this definition is saying is you're so aware and you're so in tune and you're so sort of sensitive and sagacious that you frequently see things that are better than the thing which you're pursuing. So you are pursuing things, you do have a goal, but you're aware enough that you're looking, you're not, you don't have blinders on, you're not blind to other things. You're pursuing a goal, you have a list, you're trying to get things done but you're aware of other opportunities or beauties or people or situations that might come up that you couldn't have planned and you relish them instead of resenting them. That was the key. And
0: that And that is beautiful. And so we have been working on this all our lives together. I'm grateful to you for bringing that to my attention, but it does light, uh, make a light bulb go off in people's minds when, when you say that, when we talk about it, because it is a real thing. It's just incredible. Um, I remember one of your main stories is the day that you were in a giant traffic jam on your on the freeway, <laughs> on your way to um, an important meeting, and uh, the there was an accident and just full stop. Everything was just full stop. And so you were you had prepared for so long for this meeting, and you were so upset. But finally, you just decided to. Pull over on the breakdown lane, actually, and just sit there and wait until.
1: Well, it's a good example because I had no control. You've been in a traffic jam where you're stopped. There's nothing, yeah, you, there's can nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. And that's representative of a lot of times in life where you, you think you're going to be in control and then you're not. And if, and the typical thing is to resent it. Oh, this traffic. My gosh, I'm missing the meeting. All my All my plans, all my hopes are dashed. I'm so frustrated, I'm so angry, my blood pressure's going up, I'm red in the face, I don't know what to do. Or you can take a serendipitous attitude, serendipitous, the (laughs) adjective form, and you can say, well, you know, I am tired, I'll pull over to the road and I I took a nap, I took a little nap. When I woke up, the traffic was clear, I was late for the meeting, but I felt great.
0: Well, he (laughs) had called ahead and told him that we're not going to make it. But the funny part is you woke up with a little tap on the on your oh, window. Oh the
1: policeman woke me up. <laughs> the <it's
0: a> policeman <laughs> who pulled up behind you. Sir, are you okay? Is everything okay?
1: <laughs> but you mentioned earlier, Linda, the way the way to become more serendipitous is to start valuing the things you can't control and relishing them and actually writing them down is the key. So if you're if you're a planner, have a little place somewhere in your planner or on your phone where you also keep track of things you didn't plan. A new uh, an old friend called. I had an opportunity. I had an idea. Ideas are always. Or oh, there's a
0: gorgeous sunset that I could not have planned, but it was so beautiful.
1: If you write those down, kind of keep track of them and value them, then it seems like. I guess what I'm saying is serendipity is an acquired taste. It's, it's a skill you develop
0: right.
1: by valuing these surprises. And by here's the big deal. Change your definition of a perfect day. A perfect day is not a day when you dutifully check off every single box on your list and never look to the right or the left and nose to the grindstone. You get everything done. That's, that's a kind of a fulfilling day in a way. But what did you miss along the way? Did you cut someone off? Were you, were you not interested in someone? Did you pass right by some beauty? Did you ignore an idea because you didn't have time for it?
0: Yeah, or even if you're a habit person, yeah. uh, drive a different route to work. Or go in a different place than you've been before. Take a different Road and just see what you find. It really is so fun. It makes life fun and exciting. That's my favorite thing about serendipity. And if
1: you want a model or if you want a mentor for serendipity, guess what? Pick out one of your children. Pick out a five-year-old or a four-year-old. They are spontaneous. Right. They are serendipitous. They, see, they don't miss anything. They see everything. And they, and they appreciate it. They're learning from things all the time. Maybe that's a little bit what, you know, Christ meant when he said, be like a little child. I don't know.
0: I think probably so because their eyes are wide open and they catch so many things that we don't see. There is so much to this beautiful world. And I I actually woke up this morning thinking, I got to do something different. I've been in routine for too long
1: you're in if you get in a rut you're not going to have spontaneity it
0: is true but you can create it by just doing something different or watching for it the main thing i think is watching for it and aha there it is i couldn't have planned that that is makes life fun
1: serendipity tends to orient itself to relationships to beauty to art and and to things that are just sort of not structured and we all need more of that in our life what we need is balance we need the structure but we also need the spontaneity and and if the only pat on the back we give ourselves is for the structure like yes i did my job i checked it off then that's what we gravitate more to but if we start writing down and saying hey I didn't get much done today but i sure had a wonderful spontaneous time a couple times i'm glad for that i'm 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 good that that happened then we start getting this balance
0: yeah well we have loved talking about this today as you know we are really um married to this concept we've loved having it but it's always good to be thinking about it because it's you go up and down and and forget about it and then life isn't as interesting so Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you. Have a serendipitous week. And we'll see you again next time on Irs on the Road. See you then.